What do you want to be called, Trent? We're about to go in. All right, we're going to be certain in three, two, one. Ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) if you ain't sitting like this after yesterday, what were you doing? Welcome to Self-Evident Podcast, where we're here to tell you happy Thanksgiving as of yesterday. Happy Merry Christmas coming up. And if you have not been subscribed to our podcast, look at that picture that we just referenced beforehand. You know that picture of me looking like a little gnome? You know what I'm saying? Subscribe. But y'all, we're not only here to give you facts and figures, we're here to entertain you as well. We're making sure that the God of heaven gave you freedom and liberty so you can live in this country, be free, and do what you're called to do. Amen. So happy Thanksgiving. I'm sitting like this because Thanksgiving was phenomenal. Phenomenal yesterday. What do you think, Mike? I thought it was great, too. I'll tell you. I'm loving the food. There was a lot of turkey. Man, that green bean casserole that John made yesterday, bro. Oh, that was good. My gosh. Hey, John, if you're listening to this, you know what I want for my birthday? <laughs> Some of that green bean casserole, boy, because that was so good. Oh, my gosh. You know, then my wife made some cornbread casserole. There was turkey. There was mashed potatoes. Oh, gosh, bro. You know, the pot. The, 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 <laughs> you've, like, built the shelf, and now the microphone rests right there. So this podcast is uh, brought to you by. Two chubby men. Well, no, you're not chubby. I carry a little, little. Oh yeah, look pouch. at you, you heifer. <laughs> Point the camera to him. Yeah, look at him. He's hiding that double chin with his beard. <laughs> Anywho, so oh. we're back. Hey, so you guys see now we're 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 with you. We're here. You're with us. We're here. We're Max here. Hello. Back. And we're yeah, I'm actually You're finally back. back in the studio for like it's, two podcasts. No, is it take her take her easy. Three? Take her easy. Not to throw you under the bus, but I think it's three, not two. Really? The Friday, Monday, Friday. Oh. It was two? Yeah. Okay. I'm with all of you that I'm not here very often. But it's because I'm busy. I was out preaching. And we took a vacay. We went on a little. Little boat ride for seven days. That was fun. That was fun. It was a blast. We were with a bunch of seniors. I loved it. And then we went. Uh, and then we 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 did. I don't know. We did a lot. So we're here. So guys, l- listen. It, subscribe. Like, did you? Did, today's Black Friday. Did you get on the the webs and get order? your TVs like, and your? Did you see the merch now? Where there's like 30 percent off. What What are you waiting for? I don't have any money. Well, we reduced it for you. So go get some. Look at these. merch stuff. Look at those sweaties. Look at those. Look at that. I mean, look at that. Well, why, 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 why wouldn't you want that? And then you get to help your boys. You know what I'm saying? Get to help the homies. I thought you were going to say the homeless. <laughs> we will be if they don't buy merch. <laughs> help the homeless who we're about to be. Not so, you know, Mike and I were like, what are we going to talk about Friday? Because it's kind of a weird day for a podcast, right? Yep. What are we going to do? And then Fauci had to go open his big fat mouth for one last time, like the groundhog. Just had to stick his head out of the ground and just run his mouth. And guys, listen, I'm very cautious about being angry about stupid things, but I do have a righteous indignation against this dude in particular. Uh, to, to take the authority that he did, and we're getting right into it now. 
to take the authority that he did, which was a false authority. He basically became a king for, for what, a year? And just, you know, edicts and dictates, yep. and this is what we're going to do. And, and I'm sorry to say it like this, but I'm going to say it the way I see it. And if I'm wrong, please correct me. Anybody, please. The amount of, the amount of people that were affected and died because of this is insane. The amount of businesses that were closed because of this, insane. Our global market is still affected because of this bull. And so I'm seeing now this dude coming back out when you had major companies like the Moderna's and such saying, well, we never tested that. You know, we never tested these vaccines before they went out. And he's still saying, get boosted. It's get back. It is seriously crazy. And the fact that he has the audacity to sit there and lie, dude, you you all should be enraged and and be putting this stuff out as much as you can so that we're not duped again. And this is the same guy who said, I'm the science like he he. It's so frustrating that this guy treats himself as the one. He, yeah, and it, it's kind of funny because people have noticed he has like images of himself in his office, and like, and I, I get to some respect, like there's there's a, a but there's a Fauci candle that people noticed he had on the shelf behind him, like. Is he kind of little too much about himself? Is it like those process. like Mary candles? Yes, like, oh my yes. Gosh. It was one of those like those like Mary candles, oh, but it was of Fauci, sure. and and people were actually buying and selling these, which is crazy to me in its own right. So we're gonna get into this guy because he had his last, his very last press conference, and this was a few days ago, and there was a bit of an eruption on this whole thing, which I think the symbolism of this whole thing is important. So during his final press briefing, he took a victory lap, which this guy has never seen a victory lap he didn't want to take. And he was asked by Diana Glebova of the Daily Caller, what have you done to personally investigate the origins of COVID? Yeah. Now, Corrine Jean-Pierre, first black gay married press secretary ever. Don't forget that. We need to highlight that. Don't forget that. She is the first black gay married press secretary ever. Boom. Ever. 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 It's so important to the job. Wait, wait, wait. First black gay female married press secretary ever. And when she transitions to male, she'll be the first black gay transgender married female female to male male press secretary secretary ever. ever. What if she does it again, though? Male to female to male. male And then we'll just say then we'll just say unpress secretary ever. In other words, we celebrate you and who you are. So she halted this briefing to chew Globova out. This gave the other reporters a chance to latch onto the question. So Jean-Pierre, first gay black Mary press secretary ever, said, hold on one second. We have a process here. I'm not calling out to on people that yell. And you're being disrespectful to your colleagues. And you're being disrespectful to our guests. Okay, thanks, Mom. Like, these are reporters. That's what they do. I thought they were supposed to be a little bit abrasive. Get the truth out. The whole place erupted as other journalists clamored to get Fauci to answer the question. They were all different organizations, too. There were tons asking the same thing. Where did it originate? You guys should know by now. I mean, it was really cool to watch, actually. And that's that's what I find encouraging about this whole thing is, like, (laughs) you had Al Jazeera. You had had Al Jazeera. in my throat. (laughs) You had Al Jazeera pointing stuff out. Right. Um, where did I have it? I got so whole place erupted. And then allegedly, I think even one of them whispered, she should have stayed in the kitchen. 
<laughs> I wrote the joke and I was like, do I put this in there? Yeah. And I, and I, I say it anyways. So, you misogynistic <laughs> white so, right wing bigot. Al, Al Jazeera's Male. Kimberly Halkett chimed in. Can we get an answer? Al Jazeera said, hey, can we get an answer to that origin question? Uh, we need an answer, Dr. Fauci, on the COVID origins, the Post said to Fauci. Why are we still funding the EcoHealth Alliance, Dr. Fauci? Why are they getting millions of more dollars? You need, and somebody, uh, Today News, Africa's Simone Ateba said, you need to call on people from across the room. She has a valid question. She's asking about the origins of COVID, and Dr. Fauci is the best person to answer. Jean-Pierre, first gay black married press secretary ever, I hear the question. I hear your question, but we're not going to do it. Do this the way you want it. This is disrespectful, Simone. I'm done. I'm done with you right now. You're taking time away from your colleagues. Isn't it funny that we've got to defend against this question? Isn't it funny that that was okay. all the reporters are going answer the question, answer Dude. the question. And they're all worried because like, hey, if we keep keep. So I've said this a couple of times on the podcast. Do you ever notice I was just in the airport again? I actually took picture. I wish I'd afforded it to you. I didn't even think about it, but there still have these signs up about masking. Yep. We go to the hotels, the six foot distancing and all that stuff yep. is still up. Why don't they take them down if we're done? Right. What are, wh why are they asking these questions? Something's about to come out again. Right. And so we have this Fauci guy, dude, I I'll say it. There's a lot of dead bodies on account of this dude, stacked bodies mm -hmm. on account of this dude. What he did was criminal, criminal, criminal. Do you know why? We'll be blunt here. Do you know why we were against this whole thing from the jump? It had nothing to do with the science. Listen to me closely. I will tell you, Mike was there. My wife was there too. Pastor Todd was there too. I said, I'm not against this whole science stuff. I'm not against what the pandemic, if it's real or not real. We, none of us knew, right? We were like, oh, dang, you know, people are dying. What scared me was the authority that they took to shut everything down. Right away, I knew this is unconstitutional. Something is wrong. And so everybody was in fear and they allowed things to be shut down. When have you ever seen something like that in history? Mm -hmm. And who grew out of all this government or the people who grew out of this private business or the government who grew out of this, their coffers or ours who profited the government did. And these science jokers and all these people that prescribed this junk and all the, the, the hospitals that got money for uh, talking about COVID. And I don't care if you're a nurse or not, and you're going to come against this podcast. The bottom line is, dude, you guys did not allow certain prescriptions like, like ivermectin and all these other things because you heard the media say something. And there was just an article that came out that I shared that said we, we the, CDC, the, the CDC only said that ivermectin, uh, not taking ivermectin was a recommendation. No, it wasn't. You guys literally were telling hospitals you can't prescribe ivermectin. Right. Right. And all these other things. So the, the amount of dead bodies that are stacked on account of this dude and his whole organization, it should be prosecuted and criminal. And you know what? We don't even want to talk like that because we're Christians. No, the bottom line is there's something called justice. And when I see the murder of the unborn and we forwent that and now we saw the murder of people who were alive because they didn't want to get prescribed the things they wanted or do it the way they wanted to or take on this pandemic the way they wanted to when the government took over. That's what got me about this whole thing. Not the science, not the not the covid thing. It was when government decided to shut things down. And I thought this is unconstitutional and there's something behind this. There, it was a railroad job. That's what it was. It was really a railroad job of this grand narrative of if you don't align in this grand narrative, then the issue is 
something's wrong with you and we're not going to do anything for you. And we had people from the medical community talking to us saying, yeah, uh, if you don't jump in line, they're cutting us out. You know, they're, I want to be careful about how I say this, Sure, but there were questions about the level of care that a person was getting if they weren't vaccinated or if they didn't want to do the protocols that the hospital was putting forth. There were a lot of questions about that type of stuff and words came out of doctors and nurses mouths of let them die right in print. So you get this whole message going forward of this sense of like, you better get vaccinated. You better get along with the program. And Fauci was number one on that whole thing. That's what drives me nuts about this press conference is, is we go into all of this information and his own quotes. He tries to paint himself as I was just doing the science. Yeah, doing the science. Right. While you had your latchkeys like Biden in them saying basically – uh, you're not going to if you get the vaccine, you won't transmit it. Even his own uh, secretaries. Yeah. Uh, you, you had the, the White House press secretary seeing these things. You will not transmit the disease if you get vaccinated and nobody ever tested for it. Right. We put on all these measures and all these lockdowns. And then now the Atlantic comes out with an article that says we just need to have amnesty on how bad COVID was was handled. We just need to forgive one another. Let's get into that. Let's uh, and and we don't. We were talking about five minutes before, so I don't have the articles clipped up, but an article had come out of the Atlantic basically saying, give us amnesty. You know, let's let's put this under the bridge for the fact that we want to close everything down. And we want to be authoritarians. And at first I tried to weigh it out. Right. It was like, OK, are they are they actually asking for forgiveness that we're not going to go this route anymore? We this was wrong what we did. It wasn't really like that. It was more of a just, eh, our bad. We did what we thought we had to do, though. Well, you didn't learn a lesson at all then. Because all you're saying is, huh, yeah, uh, things got screwed up. But the next time around, two years from now, you'll do the same thing. Because you're not repenting of the authoritarian, oppressive, tyrannical that's we, nature. That's why that we labeled were. this what we did. Right? Fascist Fauci finally leaves Neverland. Now, listen, why did we say Neverland? Because in Neverland, everybody was a child. They literally were throwing tantrums and acting like children and promising things they couldn't deliver on, mm -hmm. just like little kids do. Mom, I promise if I blah, 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 I'll do this. They don't ever follow through on those things. They're kids. It's exactly the way government's acting right now. And guess who's not the beneficiary? The people, the American people who fund this stuff, right? I mean, even, even, down, to, even down to how Florida had to result, like literally push back on a lot of this stuff. Do I agree with everything that had happened here in Florida? No. You know, did, did, is, is there a, a precedent for it? No. Right. But I look at what DeSantis had to go through and I say, dang, okay. You know, what would I have done in that instance? I would have been more constitutional. I think I'm not saying he was unconstitutional. A lot of things. I think he had to take authority a lot, which is like, ah, I fight and wrestle on these things, but I will say, look who benefited. It was the people of Florida, right? It was the people of Florida. So there's a lot of grace there because I'm like, I don't think he under, who could have taken on this thing the way it, it, it happened, right? Right. But because we didn't know, you don't shut you don't shut down people's livelihoods. You don't just take the extreme step. If you don't know, you don't know. So don't take extreme measures acting like you know. And Fauci supported that the whole way. He I know. supported school closures. He supported shutting down businesses because, well, government gets to choose who wins and loses. And we had made that whole argument during the shutdowns, right? It's government determining that Amazon and Walmart and all of them, they can win, 
small mom and pop businesses, they lose. That's, that's absolutely sickening. And it was all done under the guise of we're trying to keep you safe. And now, of course, the studies are coming out. Well, it really didn't do anything. Of course, like we were telling you for years, right? But I want to get into some of his quotes. And at first, I want to point out, so this whole interaction, this eruption happened because people were like, what about the origins? What about the origins? And of course, the White House and the government says, we, we don't care about that. Let's sweep that under the rug. But it is a problem. And why is it a problem? Because do not forget that Fauci's agency... The NIAID indirectly funded gain-of-function research. What is gain-of-function? Makes viruses more transmissible and dangerous. Now, they were funding that through an organization called EcoHealth Alliance. They were giving EcoHealth Alliance money. Fauci and, and Dazic, the, the, the guy who runs that organization, they're very close. They were funding this in Wuhan. Why? Because the U.S. had a ban on that type of research. But we'll go around it, and we'll fund it through Wuhan. And then there just so happens to be a bat coronavirus <clears throat> that breaks out in Wuhan, which just so happened to be the type of virus that they were studying with gain-of-function research, and they blamed it on a wet market that was 400 meters away from the Wuhan viral lab. Interesting. What a dink, right? Just go figure. But now what makes it worse and why these people were asking that question is because now all of a sudden the NIAID is giving $5 million more million to DASIC and EcoHealth Alliance. You want to know why? What are, why do that? EcoHealth Alliance has a, a, a little experiment that they're doing to identify novel viruses from Southeast Asian wildlife characterize their capacity to infect and cause illness in people and use serological assays of samples from people in rural communities with high wildlife contact to identify the background rate of exposure and risk factors. Sounds strangely like something they were doing before. That's right. Oh, but it gets better. They will receive $600,000 for the fiscal year to examine Nipah, a bat-borne virus that has caused outbreaks of encephalitis in Southeast Asia. That study also will run through 2025. Did we not learn? Oh, no, 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 no. The, again, this is about global control, like all of it. I think that's what's so unique about this situation is in America, we're not like other countries. I don't care what Bernie Sanders wants. I don't care what all these people want. We should be more like other countries. We're not supposed to be. We're a republic, a constitutional right. one at that. That's why this was so like, I don't care. Like, I'll say it again. It had nothing to do with COVID. It had nothing to do with them lying to us about the science. We all... If you if 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 you could study yourself, you would see that there was a lot of holes in those theories. It had nothing to do with that for me. It was not about the lies of what they did. It was about their authority, this false authority, this pretended legislation, the way that the founders described it in the Declaration of Independence. One of the reasons we broke off because the king was writing pretended legislation. In other words, make believe laws. And so that's what Fauci and them started doing was then all of a sudden HIPAA went out the window and all of a sudden they could just go into your medical records. All of a sudden um, <clears throat> uh, patient to, to doctor confidentiality was out the window. Right. Um, then they were saying, well, we can close your church doors. Then they were saying we can close your schools. Then they were telling the counties and the governments. It's like, wait, we're our own individual sovereign states. What are you talking about? You see what I'm saying? So all of a sudden from the top down, we saw this is a monarchy. All it did was expose the monarchy. That we're not a republic right now. That seriously, we operate as a monarchy. We're waiting to see who's going to change guard up at the top. That's what we've been doing for years. What have we been harping on since we started? States' rights. 
county rights, right. city rights, right? The American people, it's the people, right, that hold that authority. And so we've been harping on this for years, but we saw this huge surge, and all of a sudden we're just going to take on. And then they spend, this is under Trump's administration, you know, two and a half to three trillion dollars on COVID stuff, right? Funding things that were that were uh, uh, closed down. All of a sudden, they're spending $35 million on the Kennedy Museum through the COVID funding and all this pork and stuff that's right. in it. It's like, why is this happening right now? You see what I'm saying? For me, it had nothing to do with the virus and everything to do with government. That's how we knew this was a sham. It wasn't the virus. It had nothing to do with that. It had nothing to do with uh, uh, the vaccines. For me, it was government control. When the government came in, I was like, this is a sham. I knew it. And, and one of the biggest issues that we've got with that also is, so Fauci gets into this, he gets into misinformation and all of that. And I, I loathe this idea of misinformation because it's really a catch-all for anything that people say. We can decide if that's mis misinformation or not based on whether or not it aligns with what we want you to say. Truth. Right? And Fauci plays this role of savior. He plays this role of I'm above the fray. Yet at the same time, out of the double speak, he he wants people shut down, right? So he says, I don't want to see anybody hospitalized and I don't want to see anybody die from COVID. Whether you're a far right Republican or a far left Democrat, it doesn't make any difference to me. I look upon it the same way as I did in the emergency room in middle New York City when I was taking care of everybody who was coming in off the streets. But the same guy, this same guy who says, I don't care who you are. I want you, I want you to, to survive. He also decides he's got to massage data in order to get you to do what, you, what he wants you to do. Truth. So he, as reported by the New York Post, while Fauci initially won widespread acclaim for his appearances at daily White House press conferences, he caused anger by flip-flopping on the efficacy of masks and admitting in December 2020 that he would fudge certain information in order to persuade Americans to behave as he wanted. You remember when he said, too, that people who were going to the hospital were counted as COVID, just going into the broken arm order right. was counted as COVID? Right. You remember that? Yep. It's like, dude, they were literally telling on themselves. People who come in, they get tested. If they were tested, we counted it as COVID. And, and these numbers were just spiking everywhere, right? And then it went to, they died because of COVID. No, they died because they had heart disease. Like, yeah. we talked about this many times. Comorbidities. Had comorbidities, right. So, like, you, get a, you, you have a heart failure, and you catch a cold, and you die. Did you die because of the cold or because of your heart failure? Right. But they were counted as a COVID death. And so, definitely, all the numbers were, dude, we had so many statistics, we just quit talking about it because it was like, I think we kind of belabored this enough. Why we're doing this is because today, finally, I, I'm, I'm like, what we're going to do here with you is put the nail in the coffin. Don't let this happen again. Not because of a virus, because of government tyranny. Again, the virus is God will protect us. Some will die. And I know that. And it's not, that's not a light thing to talk about. Some will die. Dude, but I'm a Christian. I know my time will come one day. I've accepted that. If God wants me here, he wants me here. If he wants to take me home, he's going to take me home. That's how this is. Mm -hmm. And I don't, that, that's morbid. No, it's not. I rejoice in the fact that I'm going to be with my father. I rejoice. Dude, isn't that what we're working towards? Right. Right. So like, I rejoice in that. But what we're talking about here is government tyranny. Guys, if you haven't shared this video, share it now. We want more people to know this stuff because again, this isn't about the, the, the caught up stuff down here. It literally has everything to do with tyranny. Everything to do with tyranny. And, and we're going to point out how to understand when it's tyranny, how, how to understand when yes. it's oppression. And I want to 
I want to point this out to you because this is one of those signs that you use of, hey, is there is there an issue with what I'm being told right now? So Fauci, he said this himself. When polls said only about half of all Americans would take a vaccine, I was saying herd immunity would take 70 to 75 percent, he told the New York Times at the time. Then when newer surveys said 60 percent or more would take it, I thought I can nudge this up a bit a bit. So I went to 80, 85. Do you see what he just did there? He said, I'm going to change the statistics a little bit to help the numbers in the way that I want. You want to know how to tell somebody is trying to get what they can out of you, how, how they're going to try to manipulate you, is they will, they will try to urge you to do what they want you to do, but they'll try to shut off another side of information. The percentage of herd immunity, I don't think that changes its efficacy. But he all of a sudden said, oh, well, you know, 70 to 75%. Well, I figured I'd nudge that up a bit. That right there tells me you do not have a good conscience in this Ooh, whole come thing. Come on, dude. Come on. Because if you're willing to lie to me about small percentage differences to get what you need out of me, what else are you doing? Where else are you compromising in this whole thing? And that's my issue is what you'll see is if somebody comes to you and just starts telling you what you want to hear, tickling your ears, have some skepticism. Truth. Now, we try very hard to, to look at things in a, a balanced? balanced sense. We try to get the big picture. We're not perfect. Are we oh, more gotcha. conservative? Yes, obviously. But I just built shorts talking about bad things that uh, have happened in our history to the Indians, like Andrew Jackson. I just built those. We're going to be putting those up soon. Because we're willing to talk about the truth. If you have somebody standing before you, it's like, you really need to get this. You need to get this. You're going to be safe. You won't transmit it to your family members. Lie, 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 lie. Truth. Why? But you know what's even right? scarier, dude, is it? I'm noticing this now. Just think with me for a minute, right? Because we never, we never talked about this part. The authority at that moment was given to a Dr. Fauci. But when the president's time for authority, we just obey the president. When it's the Supreme Court's time, we obey the Supreme Court. Notice that there's not one head. There's like six right that's scary it's it's scary because the authority is not in them it's in the constitution i think the more and more i think about this um i i, I don't necessarily care so much about the position of the person right i do care about their oath and we'll cover this one day in a podcast the the efficacy of an oath and a covenant and we don't talk about that enough anymore and covenants are so flippant today we don't even hold true to an oath anymore we don't even know what that means anymore dude back in the day you made a covenant before god to do something with your neighbor to do something like taking on a wife and all these that was a i'm gonna stand before the almighty one day with this covenant that i just made with my mouth my actions my words when i came to christ just think about this with me because i'm gonna go down this road and i'm gonna come back to government when i said yes to jesus and i said lord be take over I want my spirit renewed by you, all these other things. He took over. He renews my spirit, right? Now I'm an ambassador for Jesus Christ. I'm sent by heaven's commission to go be the light of Jesus. That is a that is a covenantal agreement. I am now a servant of the most high king. 
I serve at his pleasure. He tells me to go. I represent the God of heaven. We should all be feeling some kind of conviction about this. Where do I not represent Christ? Where in my life do I not represent Christ? That's what we should be focused on. Say, like, okay, Lord, now, why am I talking about all that? Because government vows to uphold the Constitution, and they break it every minute. Every single minute they break this covenant. And do you know why? Because we don't even understand covenant anymore. No. And I'm saying that that's a broad statement, but it's true. And I'll just give you one statistic. It's over 50% now for churches and divorces in, in church, church, church attendees. We don't even understand covenants anymore. Shoot. I mean, we, we've got rogue preachers out there preaching gain is godliness. We got rogue preachers out there preaching the law instead of Christ. We got rogue preachers out there preaching that um, uh, uh, universalism, right? Mm -hmm. And we got gay preachers. I mean, this is insanity what's happening right now. And all of this confusion was meant to happen. Why? Because it was supposed to expose the true church and expose the false one. That's what I love about the enemy. He always over, over, overplays his hand. When Fauci came out on the scene, you know what it did? Exposed government right away. It exposed government and how bad they, and corrupt they can be. Mm -hmm. And they're, they're, they were waiting for something like this to happen, dude, for, for this to oh, happen, yeah, right? Oh, yeah, they were gearing up. Absolutely. So you're seeing the exposure of all these things. And here's what I'm saying. Most of America that I've been around, they're just good people, good-natured people, whether moral or Christian. They're good people out there. There are some who are nefarious and bad and all these other things. And while good men slept, we they sowed tares. So like in the Disney company, right, they put in these nasty people who are pushing agendas when we slept, right? right? They didn't hold to the covenant of what Walt Disney wanted in the first place. Was he perfect? No. But he said, I want a place for a wholesome family entertainment where people can come here and not be politics, just us as Americans and families. And then we corrupt it. It's the same thing with the churches. It's the same thing with our families. It's the same thing with our schools. Same thing with our government. This is where, so people tell me all the time, what's my calling? Freaking look around. Look around. You got schools that need, need, need fixing. Government needs fixing. Churches need fixing. Mm -hmm. Families need fixing. Kids need fixing. Get in and get busy. Figure it out. Like, I, I don't understand this. Like, what, what's my calling, do you think? Get involved and let God show you. Read Hebrews 11. He makes you strong in the war. He gives you the strength while you go in the war. He doesn't make you strong beforehand. You are sent by God as a commissioner of heaven to go change the atmosphere and bring the kingdom of heaven on earth. That's why we talk about these things, because the Bible is real. And he says, seek first the kingdom of God. Then all these things will be added unto you. Why did he teach his disciples to pray? Why, why does he say this? Our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. First thing, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Is this God's will? No. So what do we have to be? The agents of heaven to bring the kingdom of heaven on earth. How do we do that? We be Jesus in the streets, in our families, in our schools, in government, right? Not a theocracy. We can talk about that a little later. It's not that. It's adhering to the oath of the Constitution. What we said we would do. If I was in a monarchy, I'd be talking the same way. That we're supposed to honor God with all things. Read the scriptures. It's very simple. Do be like the sons of Issachar who understand the times. In the book of Esther, it says that they understood the law and justice. They understood the word of God and its physical laws. So we need to be those people. It's very simple. We can't be hiding behind our, I don't really know what I'm supposed to do. I don't really this or that. Guys, that time is over. It's over, and it has been over for a long time. And that, that instance of people 
figuring things out and, and that drastic difference is clarifying things. So Destiny just said, I feel like COVID was waking up for a lot of people, both with relationship with God and government. It definitely was for me. And I was telling you about um, interactions that I had with some people recently where I noticed they are not where they were five years ago. I think five years ago, the, the stirrings of what we're seeing in society today, they were okay with that. And now five years later, very much more Christ-centered, scriptural of this is getting drastic. And and we've been saying it for years, and you watch people, their eyes opening of like, this is this is getting weird. Yeah. Right. And that's keep talking. That's part of what that that drastic nature is of of darkness and light, which is good. It's very good that we're finally the curtains being lifted. Like you said, Satan overplays his hand. Now is that time where people are waking up. People are realizing there's more to this than just looking at Bible verses. I've got to actually do something. And the beauty is I was saying to somebody else today, when you are in Christ and you're abiding in Christ, you're transformed. He will transform you. You will be renewed, right? And the beauty of that whole thing is he'll do the transformation. You just have to abide in him. You just continue to say yes. Right. And I told him, I I know people who should have had, should have committed suicide or genocide who are amazing, absolutely amazing people. Why? Because Christ transformed them. Mm, Truth. And you see wonderful people, bro, that were broken, that life had just absolutely crushed. Apostate from the faith who were once believers and saw the hypocrisy and they wanted to leave all those things. And God redeems that soul to him. Right. Mm-hmm. And and I think to, to go along with this line real fast, read first Timothy three, when you get or second Timothy three, when you get a chance. Now, listen, this is what I love about preaching. Okay. People read this and go, see, it's promised the last times. That's why we're in the last times, because it says this perilous times would come. We're in the last times. This isn't saying it to tell you that the last days are coming. What it's saying here is to to tell you to go preach the gospel. It's not telling you to watch for the signs of the times. It's saying because of the last days, these things are going to happen. Get busy is what it's saying. Not to just say Jesus is coming back. Watch. But realize this, that in the last days, difficult times will come. Listen, for men will be lovers of self. Do we not see that? Listen, lovers of money, arrogant, boastful, revilers. They're constantly debating you, constantly trying to be tribalistic, constantly trying to throw things at you like you're a Christian. You must be a bigot and they won't have any reason in their hearts. That's what a reviler is. They constantly have to fight. How many of you guys have family members like that or friends like that or former friends like that? Right. It says this uh, disobedient to parents. You know, you can go get an abortion in certain schools without telling your parents. Straight up, just defying parental authority. What, what came out by the NEA? Did you guys talked about you and Carrie. Mm-hmm educators know best. We love our students, right? And then uh, uh, Betsy DeVos said, educators, you misspelled the word parents. (laughs) It was so perfect, right? Listen, uh, ungrateful. They'll be ungrateful. Unholy. Listen to this. Why did they write unholy? Because they will look like they're holy, but they won't be. They will act holy, but they're not. They will have a form of godliness and deny the power of it. That's what the Bible says, right? My... can go I interrupt ahead. No, for go, a go, go ahead. My, go, dude, my, dude. My friend and I were talking about. So <laughs> there was a situation where we were talking about somebody who um, is is in a pastor position, 
but has taken on the homosexual lifestyle. And we were talking about this situation and what you find interesting. And, and my friend and I were talking about, there's that split. You will either try to shape God into your own image or God will shape you into his. Image. And that is commandment. Number two, making God into a graven image. You are making him your own. And the question comes down to whether holy or unholy is when you come into conflict with scripture, what changes? Exactly. You change scripture. Or do you, do you change in front of scripture? Yep. I, I, exactly. So it went from ungrateful to unholy. Listen to this, dude, because I really want you to comment on this. Unloving. Hmm. Unloving. Right. But what's the world teaching you? You need to love more. They're not loving by the spirit of God. They're loving by the spirit of lust. Okay. That's what's happening. Listen closely. Irreconcilable. I just, man, I wish I could reconcile. Last days, this is what's going to happen. This is why we need to preach louder. You're trying to reconcile something when they need Jesus first before they reconcile with you or vice versa. Can I speak into those Go two? Ahead. So with love, what we're seeing <clears throat> is, so what Satan will do, and we've talked about this a lot, Satan will hollow something out. Sexuality, right? Isn't it funny that marriage creates there's spiritual power in creation. You, you get married, there's sexuality, a child is born out of that. Satan comes in, hollows it out, pulls out that creation aspect. So now it's just destruction, right? Wow. Love is the same way with how wow. the world looks at love. Truth. It takes out the spiritual power and significance of love as a, a Good choice, as a commitment, and it replaces eros, pleasure, Good word. desire lust right that's how you can when they isn't it funny that they say you need to love more you need to be more tolerant no what you're actually saying is you want me to just agree with you because you're telling me i love everybody except for those evil awful bigots truth hmm, funny you put conditions on it that's right um what was the last one you said love uh, and irreconcilable irreconcilable differences do you notice more and more and and maybe you haven't noticed it but you're going to soon there is more unity coming together in the church where you're seeing past differences. No, we're not concerned about this. We need to reconcile we just together. That. We just, we ex just experienced there is unity coming through, which you're going to notice. And I, I speak this now. You're going to notice the true believers are going to unify. I felt this with my friends recently. You're going to unify on the truth. Those small disputes and differences are going to fade away because there's something more important at hand. What you're going to notice in the world is an increase in irreconcilable differences and dissensions and divisions. You're going to notice more Come and on, more Speak the life, tribalism Lord. is going to ramp Come up on. because the church is unifying and Satan's going to press of, oh, I, I need to do more to try and pull them apart. Don't buy it. Reconcile. Like Pastor Todd says, unity is not agreement. You can disagree and still be unified. Put aside your disputes. Put aside your pettiness and unify together. What for the name of Christ? That's right. Nailed it, dude. Dang. All right. So reconcilable, malicious gossips. Alinsky, anyone? Uh, let's. It says this without self-control, brutal, haters of good, haters of good. If you guys just break these down, listen to how specific this had to be. Haters of what is good. Let's take down America. Take down Christopher Columbus. Take down the statue of uh, was it uh, uh, with, uh, Witherspoon. Witherspoon. Yeah, take down and the statue of Witherspoon. Replace it with a plaque of all the negatives. The negative he he's done. Haters of good. Do you this? see the spiritual significance in that? Dude, I know. Treacherous, reckless, conceited, 
lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, holding a form of godliness, although they have denied its power. And then listen to this. Avoid such men as these in communion with them. Like, don't commune yeah. with them. Preach to them, but don't, com- don't bring them into your churches. And what has been happening for years? Now they're bringing in, trying to bring in CRT to the churches. Hate the white man. You're white. You should be ashamed of that. See what I'm saying? Haters of that, which is good. They're, they're irreconcilable. They should find forgiveness. Look, all these people bringing in CRT to the churches, were you ever a slave? Yeah, it happened to your parents. Dude, I don't even know what happened to my grandparents, but you know my great-grandfather or my great-great-grandfather died in a war? Well, shouldn't I get some kind of payback for that? That you know? other country killed yeah, I my know. progeny. Well, right? shoot. You know what I mean? That's ridiculous. Hey, the Mayas and the Incans were taken over by the Spaniards, and that's why we have Spanish people like us, kind of look Indian, kind of look Mexican, right? That's Mexican right. culture. Why aren't we getting reparations from Spain? They just came in and dominated my country. It didn't happen to me. You know why? Because I forget those things which are behind, Paul said, and I run with patience the race set before me. Before me. I endure the cross like Jesus did, despising the shame. I endure the things I need to because this is my race before God. Not my family's history's race. Not my race is race. Not my skin color's race. Right? This is my race. And my race is my family, my ministries, my church, and my nation. Right now, that is my race. What is your race? What is God? What is the race God is calling you to run? This is a call to action now, folks. This isn't just, hey, let's listen to Massey and Mike talk for 15 minutes. No, this is a call to action. Because listen, this all stuff has been happening. We all know that. But dude, each one of you listening to this podcast right now has a calling before God. And he's ordaining you and commissioning you to do that very thing. And the fact that some of you are afraid to do it proves you're ready. That's exactly where you're supposed to be. Lord, I can't do this. You're right. You can't. It's, it's time for him to do it then. It's time for him to take over your life and say, now it's my turn. Right? That's where we're at in this nation. I'm afraid to do this every day. Ask Mike. I'm afraid every day to keep doing this kind of stuff. Do you know why? Because when I say something, they're going to hold it against me. You know what's going to happen after that? They're going to hold you in judgment. You know what's going to happen after that? Death threats. Because I've had tons of them. You know what's going to happen after that? They're going to come after our our, our livelihoods and our families. And they're going to disparage our characters. So the flip what? I don't have a character. I have Christ as my character. It doesn't matter anymore about this world and all it has to offer. God will bless you with those things. Focus on the kingdom. It is time to do that. That's why this podcast was so important to us. Because it wasn't about the disease. It was about kingdom authority. And they don't have it. We do. Up to the person, we the people, that's that's codified in the preamble. It's we the people. It didn't say we the states. It didn't say we the government. It said we the people. So we have a job to do. And it's not about government. It's about the kingdom of heaven. That's what this is about. It's what it's always been about. And our our fire and passion is... I I had a lot of coffee before this, so thank you, Jesus. <laughs> I The... The representation that Fauci is, I think, is one of those things that really gets under our skin. The man is the man. And our prayers are that he would see Christ and he would see the truth. But at the end of the day, what that man represents is something that is so much more wicked and malevolent in our eyes that we have to 
recognize the danger of all of this because he truly does represent that. Oh, dude, come on. When you have the kingdom of heaven in you, bro, you don't want man's kingdom over you. You don't want man's kingdom. That was the purpose of America. You could worship God. Dude, I'm serious. I'm lit on this right now. If you truly have the kingdom of heaven in you, you don't want man's authority over you. It will pervert the kingdom of God. It will make you conform God's kingdom into this kingdom. And it can't do that. It doesn't have the authority. Look, the government rests on Christ's shoulders. It is very clear in scripture. Who ordains government and law? Where does it come from? Blackstone said it from the decrees of providence, man. That's where it comes from. Black's law describes that. So if we can get that foundation, everything else makes sense. John Adams said this. He said, you have rights. Listen to this quote. It's so good. You have rights given to you before all earthly governments, rights that cannot be repealed or restrained by human laws, rights derived from the great legislator of the universe. There's a whole mindset shift that is happening. And he and I were talking about, we're, we're working on this tribalism book. At the end of the day, what our goal is, is to shift your mindset because everybody's mindset has been for so long, well, what the government says goes. I know I had that mindset for a long time. Oh, they, what they say goes. I can't push against that. They're, this idea of they are the ultimate authority and ruler. And the Christian we want to see the Christian in freedom where they don't look at the government as what do they want us to do next? Ruler and how yeah, can I fit Jesus how, into their box? Exactly. That's not in, right. Instead going, no, they submit to the Lord. That's who they're supposed to Dude, submit. Yes. To. Yes. Our government was set up that way that they wouldn't interfere in how we do what we do. That's the purpose of the first amendment. We could worship God freely in our consciences. We could raise our families. We weren't supposed to be in hock to a government by taxation. We weren't supposed to be in hock to a government by dismal obedience. We were supposed to be the light of Christ. We were supposed to be that, what Reagan said, a shining city on a hill. We were supposed to be that nation. That's on us now. So listen, there's some that are going to listen to this. Well, it's like everybody, so many people dropped the ball. Who cares who dropped the ball? How about we pick the ball up and run? And yes, this goes for Canada too, Carrie. Because we're believing with you, Carrie. Because we're going to see God move, Carrie. And we're seeing it now. And we're seeing evangelists raise up in, in, in Canada and destroying these agendas. And you're just not hearing about it. I'm telling you, God will get his remnant. And I don't care if world governments don't listen. They're but children in the eyes of God. They're petty. And that's what I love about my God. When the power of God is in you, you look at a government, you say, do you honestly think you have authority over my God? No, you don't. Let it, God has established and subdued nations. Read Hebrews 11. Through faith, they conquered kingdoms, man. God gets his way in the end. You just be faithful in Canada. You be faithful in California. You be faithful in New York and in Minnesota. And all these places that claim liberalism, you be faithful and you watch God move. You stand on behalf of the name of God and you watch people come to Jesus because you did. And that's all he's looking for is people submitted to him. That's all he's looking for. That's all he's ever looking for. He's only wanting us to submit to him. That's it. And the only reason self-evident started was because of that. Lord, I'll go do it. I don't got no degree. But you know what I got is God's heart. And people need salvation. And we decided to do this together. And we said, we're going to go take the nation, right? And look at the places we've been, Mike. 
because of God's faithfulness. And now we're pastoring at a church, dude, because God saw us faithful. It has nothing to do with government, everything to do with God's word. And watch God move, man. Do you know how many people get ministered to because of our events, bro? I mean, just sit down and think about it. It's like our, our lives have been sold out for God. Have we done it perfectly? No. I can tell you every one of my flaws right now. I've been thinking about it for days. I just want to be more like you, God. And that's going to cost you. And we've talked about this before. The, the call of Jesus costs you something. It does. But aren't the kids worth it? Aren't they? These little babies, man, aren't they worth it? Isn't the name of Christ worth it? So you got to give up something. So what? You get heaven in the end. What did Paul say? I'm crucified with Christ. I count all things but dung to the excellency of the knowledge of Christ. That's what this is about. This whole, this, this thing here, the reason why we wanted to bring it up is they don't have dominion. And Mikey's been hot on this for a long time. They don't have dominion over us. They don't. And I'm tired of giving it to them. I'm tired of people giving it to them. Sorry. I'm tired of it. Church, you are the ones with the authority. You've been, you're not a constitutional church. You're a God-given church. The constitution doesn't give you authority. You're above it. But because of that, you hold a responsibility to it. You wouldn't defile it. You're the defender of its standard. Come on, man. That's what it really is. Is we, we look at it as, well, the constitution protects the church. No, the church protects the standard of the constitution. Because if the church will change the hearts and minds of the people, right? If Christ, we always, he and I have talked a lot about this. We go after the church and say, the church needs to do that. The church needs to do this. Satan's doing this great and all of this and blah, blah, blah. I get it in one sense, but the other sense it's like, so are you saying Satan is better at his job than Christ is? Satan's better organized than Christ is? Satan's getting his will done a lot better than Christ is? I have a hard time with that. But what what is the church? It's Christ's exactly. body. Exactly. It's Christ's body. So is the body going to submit to the government, the constitution, the those media. standards, the media, and say, ah, well, what you say? This is the garden all over again. Come on, dude. Preach. Instead, what the church, what the church's truth is, when they're living out their truth is that, no, you are the ones who are holding up the standard of the Constitution by saying, no, this is a standard, you better stick to it. Because if we hold this standard, the vows, the covenants, we call the Constitution a social contract. Go with me here for a second. Sure, I'm with you. You, you call it a social contract. Why? It's a covenant between the people that, hey, we're all going to agree to this. It's the church's duty to look at the society and say, look, we're getting away from this. Government, you're getting away from this. We all look at this and we agreed to this. We believe this is good. We hold the standard. That's what morality is. Morality is holding the standard. It's not compromising. It's holding conviction and principle. There's a whole reason we do what we do is because what we're arguing is hold the standard and the conviction. Even when all of it seems like, oh, well, maybe I should compromise here. Maybe I should, well, I should just submit to that because, you know, they have a lot of power. They have a lot of so I'll just I'll submit. I'll close my doors for a little while. I mean, I, I really probably shouldn't, but I will because I, I don't want to put up with the with the danger. Yeah, Christ never called totally. you to cower before the aims of the world. True truth, man. And, and I, I want to clarify too: there are some who are called to the fight, and we're all called to the fight in some way. 
maybe you're called to be an intercessor in this season. Praise God, do it. You know, we're, we're called to be intimate with the Lord. Man, that's why I love Brother Russell, man. Corey Russell, those guys, they're, they're, they're fire, dude. Those cats, I mean, they, they know something about intimacy with God. That intimacy with God, though, should produce something in you to say, I need to go reach the lost. You know, there's a corrupt system right now. Lord, we need to change our territory. Maybe that's how apostolic people think, but like each one of us has a gifting. Apostle, pastor, prophet, teacher, evangelist. Each one of us fits in some, some mold like that. Then we have the other gifts, uh, you know, give uh, administrations and helps and all these other things. you got all these different giftings that you're fit into. And now's the time to really ask the Lord, like, Lord, I don't want to be that person that says, when, Lord? The time is now. It's always been now. Do you really want to stand before him and see all of those moments where you could have? <clears throat> right. And it, it, I even say, too, I dare say this. Some of us listen to the media so much, we promote what the media says about how the nation's doing instead of what the Word of God says. And Christ told us to preach the good news of the kingdom, right? So Fox News and all these other conservative places could say, oh, look how bad it's getting. I don't need to repeat that. I know it's happening. So shouldn't that just enact me to go do? Now, some of you are new Christians. What I would advise you to do is study under people who have done this before, the calling that you feel. Go find people, mentors who can mentor you for a few years before you really start getting engaged in this. So you know the word, you have an understanding and discernment, and they'll teach you their pitfalls and their successes. And you learn from them. This is the way Paul did, right? Don't jump the gun on your calling because you're a baby Christian. Take it easy. Go learn of the Lord. Go be intimate with God, right? Because if you go out too fast, you know what I mean? And you, you haven't developed an intimacy with God, you'll get shot at and you'll get hurt. Be trained up. Yeah, be trained up. And we need more trained up ministers because mm -hmm. there's a lot of ministries out now. And Joe Z and I, Joseph Z, and I've talked about this. There's a lot of prophetic ministries that are just prophetic ministries. Who are they under? Who are they submitted to? Right. What's, what's their covering? I don't listen to every prophet and every word. You know why I listen to Joe? Because my dude's covered, right? And the dude's been doing it for 30 years and he freaking nails it. And we've been good friends for 17 years, brothers and his wife and beautiful children. Like we all, like there's a cool synergy there, right? Mm -hmm. I trust it because I've seen it in action and I've seen the fruit. And dude, the fruit of his life speaks louder than his prophetic gift. The fruit of his life speaks louder than his giftings. That fruit of the spirit stuff is evident in that dude and his family's life. I can learn from that. And I do. Todd, why do I submit? Years. And you know what? His fruit speaks louder than what he's done. That's why you baby Christians need to submit to people who are of a, a, a ready mind, uh, who have done it. Who've, just sit under them for a few years. Listen, oh, a few years is so long. Well, God owns the time. He doesn't even operate in time. You know, and I had to get over that at one point. It was like, Lord, I have all this I got to do, and there's no time. That's because we keep telling ourselves, well, he's coming tomorrow, so I've got no time. Stop concerning yourself with what day he's coming back and just worry about today. Worry about Bingo. what he's given you today. Truth. Right? Focus on that responsibility because otherwise, very quickly, you'll start telling yourself, he's coming next week and I've got years of work that I have to do and I can't do it because Lord, so I need to go out right now and I need to do this. Maybe the Lord's saying, no, just shut up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've got this. You don't know when I'm coming. I do. Just be faithful with what I've given you. Dude, this is so good. So so Mike and I were talking about um, the thieves on the, the thief on the cross and the other guy on the cross and i heard this um um dude preaching a sermon on it he said both never attended church services both never tithed both never did good works for god both didn't even know anything about they didn't know the doctrine of justification by faith both of them didn't know christ none of none of that stuff right 
until Christ tells one of them, today you'll be with me in paradise. So is it really about your works or is it about you knowing Christ? Christ produces the works. What I'm telling the Christian now is some of you have had Christ for a long time and it's time to get active about it because you know things that we need in this world, right? So it had nothing to do with their works or everything, right. you know, like none of that was of importance. Those things should be an outflow of Christ's relationship and your union with him. So one has Christ, one doesn't. One went into heaven, one was cast to hell. Why? It had nothing to do with their works. It was knowing Jesus and Jesus giving them the authority to say, you'll be with me. That's what I want. And I have it. I'm his, right? I'm his. That's, that's amazing. And I'm still like tripping about it, right? It's like, dang, 22 years later. And I'm still like, dang, you chose me. I mean, seriously, like right. we talk about it frequently. Like you believe this? He chose us. How crazy is that? It's nuts, right? Yeah. But we all have a duty to do and we're encouraging you to do the same. Absolutely. So, yeah. Hey, you know, we got merch. <laughs> CDs? Buy a shirt. There's a sweatshirt over there that I can't reach because I got short arms. Your guy here was born. No, actually, I've got really good extremities. I'm just a big fella. So, like, my <laughs> arms are like T-Rex and I can't reach things. And it is what it is, right? It's hard to pick the nose. So, anyways, we got shirts. We got hats. We got T-shirts. We got cu curriculums, our, our course curriculums. They're on sale right now. What is it, 30%, 20% off, something like that? I don't know. <laughs> Guys, if you want to learn more about the Constitution, U.S. Constitution, you can do it. We totally went biblical and scriptural. And it's it's all online, so you don't have to, What you know what I mean? We also have another course that's a what, the, the four-week course of government versus God. God versus government. Four big hot topics. You guys can get one of those. Those are on sale. Um, I don't know. We got a bunch of stuff. Or if you just want to donate and help your boys, you know what I mean, and help this ministry go reach more souls for Jesus, you can do that by going to theselfevidenttruth.com and sowing a seed. Uh, which, wow, well, that was a real cheesy term, huh? The church term, just so a seed. Uh, you guys can just donate and, and it'll be blessed. I'm telling you, we're, we're fertile ground. God is moving. Uh, you want to be a monthly uh, sponsor? We got a little goal and we're hitting that goal, but we get, we're a few shy of the goal. So be a monthly sponsor. Get on there. It's on the right-hand side. It says monthly donations. You guys can do that. Be a monthly sponsor. You know why? Because the monthly support is our backbone. And so we need that. And so we're appreciative to those of you who do. And, and if you haven't yet, well, what are you waiting for? Do it. Sorry. I got a little antsy about There's that. Pressure. Yeah, it's the sales pressure tactic. It's basically like a timeshare, except we're doing it through this. Yeah, and you don't have to watch a three hour pot. Yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anywho's. All right, guys. We love you so much. We're so thankful for you guys commenting supporting all of you in the chat man we love you guys we love what you're saying and so we will be back on monday we hope you have a great weekend we hope your thanksgiving was a huge blessing to you uh do not forget to thank the lord for the blessing and the abundance he's given you no matter how dark it gets god is still good okay so until monday we love you guys have a great day get a shirt get a sweatshirt Get a curriculum. Watch me dance. Subscribe, share, post, all that and stuff. Bye.